Now, last week, we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. And I will never, I will never, ever forget Pentecost 2018. Because last week, I was in Korea. And uh, at 7 a.m. Korean time on Sunday, on Pentecost Sunday, 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. here, is, uh, I was preaching in the largest church in the world, in Yoido Full Gospel Church. Can you just imagine standing behind that pulpit where Dr. Cho, Dr. Yong Hoon Lee, and some of the greatest preachers in the world have been sharing the gospel? Can you just imagine standing behind that great church, you know, before tens of thousands of people live, and uh, broadcasted all over the world as well in all their outreaches and satellite churches and broadcasting station. And uh, I was really, really humble. And I thank the Lord for that privilege to preach in that church, the Full Gospel Church, where the Holy Spirit has always been emphasized, live out, proclaimed. And that church always believed in the power and in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I felt so humbled to preach in that church because, I mean, I mean that church has been practicing the power and living in the power of the Holy Spirit in all its 60 years of history. And I felt like just a midget there, but praise the Lord for that privilege. And so this, this morning, I'd like to continue to emphasize on the theme of Pentecost. Here... I think in our service uh, last weekend, we have Pastor, uh, our very own Pastor David Chan who ministered the Word of the Lord. But this morning, I'd like to continue to just touch on the area of Pentecost or the presence of the Holy Spirit. My text today is taken from 1 Kings chapter 18. Shall we turn to our scripture? You got your Bible? I won't have the text ready on the screen for you, so you have to turn to the scripture. All right, let's turn to the scripture. Whatever form of scripture you have, shall we stand together for the reading of God's word? 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to verse 46. All right, whatever version you have, please read out loud. Verse 41, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up. That's right, read, read out loud, alright? Let's read it again. Everybody, read out loud together. Whatever version, doesn't matter. And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And, and said to the servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up, and look and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. Amen. Amen. 
May the Lord add blessings to His Word. Let's just look to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Lord. Just reach out unto the Lord even right now and ask the Holy Spirit to just come and grant you understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you. Ask the Holy Spirit to just soften the soil in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to just come and fill you to overflowing. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and turn your nothing into something. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, rain of God, rain of God, fall on us today, fall on us today, dear Lord. Oh, rain of God, fall on us today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, let there be such a thirst within us for the Holy Spirit, for the living water. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, come, 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 we pray. Thank you, dear Lord. Oh, anoint each and every one of us, even here. Anoint us, dear Lord, and by the anointing we shall live. By the anointing we shall flow. By the anointing we shall run, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Bless now the word we pray. Even as we open our hearts to you, Holy Spirit, speak to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. From this text, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to verse 46, I'd like to share on third, your nothing into something. Turn to the neighbor and say, turn your nothing into something. Now in 1 Kings chapter 17, that very familiar passage, Elijah had just called down fire from heaven. There was a challenge at Mount Carmel and God showed up in a fire. But at that time, as we know, the land has been in a drought for three and a half years. And what they need is not fire. What they need is water. Can you just imagine there's no rain for three and a half years? Malaysia has never had that kind of experience before. Yes, there may be dry periods, maybe for just a week or maybe even a month but never for three and a half years. In fact, there's so much rain here in Malaysia. Almost every day there's rain. And yesterday there was heavy rain almost half the day from afternoon until evening. It was just raining away, right? So we never really know what a drought means. But in those days, in the days of Elijah, can you just imagine three and a half years, no rain. In other words, there are children, three and a half years old, who have never seen any rain before. So when the parents talk to them, oh, there was a time when there was such a heavy rain. Mom, what is rain? 
They have never seen rain. There are children who have grown up who have never played in the rain. How many of you like to play in the rain? Yeah, I do. But there are children who grew up who never, ever played in the rain before or in the mud. Similarly, in the, among the people of God, there are children of God who have never played in the rain. They have never had that experience of the Holy Spirit. Rain many times in the Bible typifies the Holy Spirit. The early rain, the latter rain. There are people who have grown up in the church who have never had that experience and that encounter with the Holy Spirit. There are people who have grown up in churches who have never had a sense of that encounter with God, who have never had that kind of goose pimples that they fell in the presence of God, a very powerful presence. And so there was drought in the land. And Elijah came along after that encounter in chapter 17 and here in chapter 18. You find that he came along and he prayed. He prayed for rain. And then he sent his servant to go up to the mountain to see across the sea whether anything is happening. And the servant came back and said, there is nothing. And Elijah was kind of, doesn't want to be interrupted with this, there is nothing kind of a thing. And he's almost saying, don't come back until you have seen something. And then something really happened. But in that encounter there, in verse 43, the servant came back and said, there is nothing. The first time he was sent, he came back and said, there is nothing. Elijah says, go again, seven times. He went up again six times, and six times he came back and made the same report. There is nothing. This is one word which I do not like. If there is one word in the English language that I do not like, it's the word nothing. Nothing means nothing. Very smart. Nothing. Can you just imagine nothing in your life? Perhaps some of you are feeling that kind of nothingness in your life. There is nothing in your life. Hey guys, what's happening? Nothing. There is nothing. Sad words. No love. No success. No finance. Everything is lacking in your life, perhaps. And all you can say is like a servant. There is nothing. Perhaps some of you have worked so hard 
All your life you have worked so hard. And at the end of it, what is that to show? Nothing. That will be one of the saddest things in life, isn't it? To just say, there is nothing. On a lighter note, the guys who turn on the TV, turn on, switch on the channel, turn on and turn on and say, there's nothing on TV even. No good show even on TV. There is nothing. How do you live through that nothing? And for the Christians, perhaps you have been a Christian for many years. And you come to church faithfully. But perhaps sometimes there's nothing happening in your life, even in church. The preachers preach, but you get nothing. People say, oh, what a wonderful sermon, but you got nothing. You walk out dry. The choir sang, and you, nothing happened in your life. You gave your tithes. You gave offerings faithfully. Expecting God to bless you back in return, but there's nothing that happens. You worship, but you felt dry inside. How do you live on the nothings? How do you turn that nothing into something? There are some keys that I'd like to give to you today. So that, that something that, that nothing can be turned into something. First of all, before you see it, you've got to hear it. Before you want to see something happening in your life, you've got to hear it first. That's what. Elijah says, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now, Elijah said this. He heard the sound of the abundance of rain. Now, nobody heard it. It was only Elijah who heard it. King Ahab did not hear it. The servant did not hear it. Those around him did not hear it. Only Elijah heard it. He heard the sound of the abundance of rain. It was only by the ears of faith that he heard it. There was no sight at all. There was no rain at all. It hasn't been raining for three and a half years. But he heard a sound. And the word sound in the Hebrew actually means the voice. And I believe that Elijah heard not just the sound of rain, but really he heard the voice of God announcing that there is going to be an abundance of rain. He heard the voice of God. The sound of God's voice. It may have sounded like a rain, but he heard it. It was the voice of God. And so before we can see it, we have to learn to hear it first of all. It's very important for us to hear it, to hear the prophetic word of God in our spirit. 
We have to hear that voice first. And that voice is actually the voice of God. It is, the, it, is not just, it is not just the Logos word of the Lord, but it is the Rema word of the Lord. In other words, the word of the Lord has come to you in a very personal manner. It is not just reading through the Bible, but, but it is enlightened by the Holy Spirit. And, and there, is, there is a grabbing in your, Holy, in, in your spirit. And you know that this is what the Lord is saying. Nobody else have heard it. Only Elijah did. And God will speak. For those who will just put their ears to the ground and listen, God will speak His word. Somebody say, Amen. The Bible says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. To each of the seven churches, he who has an ear, let him hear. Are we listening? Are we hearing the word of the Lord? Or are there voices that drown out the voice of God? All the negativism, all the pessimism in the world, drowning out the voice of God. Are, are we too busy, too distracted to listen to the voice of God in our spirit? I tell you, all you need is just a word from the Lord. Many times the Lord doesn't give us a long sermon. All you need is just one word from the Lord. When you have received the word of the Lord, when you have a word of the Lord, from the Lord, you can sleep soundly in the lion's den, knowing that the lions cannot eat you up. When you have a word from the Lord, you can walk into the fiery furnace knowing that you will not be burned up. When you have a word from the Lord, you can live on just a small measure of flour and a little bit of oil and it will sustain you. When you have a word from the Lord, you can walk on water. All you need is just a word from the Lord. And you can receive that word when you listen to Him. When you, when, you, when you meditate on the word of the Lord, He will speak. He will speak to all those who are listening for that word. God will not leave us helpless at all. But the word of the Lord, He will continue to speak Receive the prophetic word even in your spirit. Secondly, you can't have it until you say it. The Bible here says, And Elijah said, For there is a sound of abundance of rain. He declared it even to Ahab. He declared it. And it is almost an impossible situation. There was no rain. There has been no rain for three and a half years. And suddenly, Elijah says, there is going to be a lot of rain. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of rain coming. What is he doing? He was declaring that there's going to be rain before there was rain. It's a decree in the spirit realm. Many times when you are going through a drought situation, all you are focusing on is just your drought your lack, your nothingness. But Elijah has seen it. Elijah have heard it. I have heard it. And now he declares it. 
even though the circumstances tells him otherwise, and yet he declares it boldly because his confidence is based on the word of the Lord. If God has said it, then it is going to come to pass. And this is how it works, friends, to hear it in the spirit, to share it with the mouth, and then only will we see it with our very own eyes. There is the belief in the spirit. There is a belief in the heart. And then after that, there is a confession of the mouth. It's not just those who believe, but those who confess the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. And so we have to speak out the word of the Lord. Speak out the word of the Lord into the situation. Speak out by faith. Speak out by faith. When you open your mouth to speak what you have heard from the Lord, you are speaking, you are making a decree in the spirit realm. It may be against all kinds of logic, but you are speaking in the spirit realm. And we have to make that declaration in the spirit realm first. And then we can have the victory. Be careful what you say. If when you are going through drought, when there is nothingness in your life, and, and you continue to, to declare that nothingness, it will remain as nothingness. But when you have prayed, when you have received the word from the Lord, you speak into that situation, and something is going to break loose. Something is going to break loose. There is power even in our word. Faith speaks out. You read Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is very powerful. Faith speaks out. Faith, faith is not passive. Faith is not silent at all. Even when they were dead, their faith continued to speak out. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11. Thirdly, we have to keep on praying. Keep on Keep on praying. So this is what Elijah did. He went up to the top of Carmel. Can you see the contrast here? What did Ahab do? He went up to eat and drink. Ah, that's our favorite pastime. Eat and drink. Ahab went up as the favorite pastime of most of us to eat and to drink. But Elijah, what did he do? He went up to the top of Mount Carmel. He cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. He put his face between his knees. That was a birthing condition, uh, a position, just like, just like the fetus in the mother's womb. That birthing condition. Oh, he's trying to bring to birth something. Through his prayer, his burden is like a pregnant woman about to deliver. But he must continue to travail in that burden position. He prayed. Why must he pray? Why must we pray? If we already know the will of God, God has already told Elijah, I will give you rain. Now many of us, when we have received the word from the Lord, we say, okay, Lord, thank you so much, Lord. And we leave it to God entirely. But no, it will not happen until you pray. God wants us to pray and bring it to pass. 
Even though the promises of God are there already, it is for those who will go into that burden position and bring it to pass. Pray. The Lord bless your you know, full gospel church so greatly because there is a praying church. You all know very well for those who have been to Korea, they really pray. The services are very short. I preach in the 7 o'clock service. And by 8.15, everything is over. So it's just one hour, one and a quarter hour. But I tell you, before 7 o'clock, by 7.45, everybody's in, uh, you are earlier than that. Everybody was in position already. But the speaker will go up to the stage at, at 6.45, 15 minutes before service time. And so by the time they ushered me up to, the, up to the front on the platform, I tell you, I look out at the congregation. Guess how many people were there? 15 minutes before service time. Almost the whole place was filled up already. Tens of thousands of people filled up already. And what were they doing? The, the pastor, you know, one of the pastors were leading prayer. 15 minutes before service time, everybody was already engaged in praying. No wonder the Lord blessed the church so wonderfully, so powerfully. In fact, they spent more time in praying through the whole service. When I total up everything, they spent more time in prayer than in any other thing, including the preaching of the Word of God. The preaching is just about 30 minutes. Now, for me, with interpretation, that means 15 minutes is very hard. <laughs> but after that, after the preaching, that's another 10, about another 10, uh, 10 minutes of prayer. No wonder the Lord blessed them so, so mightily. They live in the spirit of prayer. And so Elijah prayed and prayed. But it's not enough just to pray. But you have to keep on praying. He said to his servant, go up, look. And he, the servant came back and said, there is nothing. And he said, what? Go again. Go again. How many times? Seven times. So there is nothing. You prayed. Nothing happened. What do you do? Get up from your burden position and go about your own thing again and forget about it? No. Elijah stayed in that position. He hardly moved with his face between his knees prostrated on the ground. He prayed and prayed and he just commanded the servant, go again, go again, seven times. You see nothing? You don't give up. You pray again. Go up to the mountain. You have to seven times. Go up until something happens. We never give up on prayer. And that's where most of us miss out on the something that God wants to give us because we give up too early, too soon. But to those who prevail in prayer, to those who are willing to go up to the mountain seven times if necessary, something is going to break loose. Now we do not know why it takes so long for that something to happen. 
when you read James chapter 5, it seems so easy. James chapter 5 tells us that Elijah prayed and he stopped the rain and there was no rain for three and a half years. And James says, and he prayed and then the rain came. Just so easy. Wow, pray, no rain. Pray, got rain. I mean like so powerful like that. But the real story is here. Seven times. How long? We do not know. And the servant could have given up also and said, hey, Master, it's a hard work to climb up the mountains. It's hard work. Let's just go back. Let God do it. But the servant obeyed. Obediently, he went up the mountain seven times. They did not go up. Uh, they did not give up at all. Friends, we must never give up on prayer. Now, I think our whole nation is still in the euphoria of what happened in GE 14. And a lot of people have contributed towards what has happened, we know. But I think one area that definitely has helped bring about a change in our nation is that of prayer. Remember in 2008, the church prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing happened. 2013, the church prayed and prayed and prayed and they said, Ini Kalila! And then, nothing happened. But this year in 2018, the church again prayed and prayed and prayed and then, Something happens. Hallelujah. Something happens. And there was such a sense of unity among the churches in praying. Now, of course, we did not pray for any one person, for any one particular party. As a church, you have never heard me preach on, you know, certain individual or certain party, but the Spirit of the Lord led each one of us to do what has to be done. And as a church, we prayed. We prayed against corruption. We prayed even <coughs> for good governance. We prayed for the leaders that are going to be elected and all that. And God just did the rest. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And there's great euphoria. We continue to just be uh, uh, thankful to the Lord. The impossible has become possible. Now, it was impossible. Nobody has ever thought about it, that it could happen in that manner. Can you just imagine a party, a political party, a government that has been in power for 60 years, and now suddenly something like this happened. It had to be God. Hallelujah. Something has happened. The impossible has become possible when we continue to pray and pray and pray. And it is the same in your, it is the same in your situation, whatever that you are facing. Do not give up. Do not quit. What the devil wants to do is to keep sending you up the mountain and say, if I keep sending him up the mountain and he comes back with nothing, then he will give up. 
But thank God, Elijah did not give up. If he has to go up the seven, if he has to pray seven times, he did. If he has to pray 70 times, I'm sure he would continue to pray 70 times. He knows it in the spirit that something is going to break loose and he is going to just persevere in it until the will of the Lord is done. So don't give up whatever that is happening in your life. You may be in a drought right now. You may not be getting anything at all in life and life has given you a very bad break. But don't give up. Don't quit. Continue to keep on. Keep on pressing in. Keep on praising the Lord. Keep on giving. Keep on listening. Keep on serving. Keep on praying. Keep on keeping on. Somebody say amen. And you will see the result. Something is going to happen. It has to happen. There is a law of the Spirit. Now, of course, there is a lot of teaching going around and just say, well, you just name it and you claim it. You want rain, you command the rain and it will come. Hey, even in Elijah's case, he cannot command the rain. Nobody can command the rain. We cannot command God, do this, God, do that. We cannot command God to make it rain or to cause the rain to even stop. All we can do is just pray. Persistent prayers to God. Now when you see Elijah, we can see, sometimes we think that he's a superman. There was a, there was the widow's son that died and he, said, he just prayed to God and God, let life come back into this son and the child comes back to life. And there was an encounter with the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. He just said, God, let fire come down. Show yourself that you are the true God. And fire just came down. And here you would think, he can just easily say, God, let rain come down. But he couldn't do that. He has no power to do that. None of us has that kind of a power. We can only pray. So those people who say, oh, you just mentioned your prayer or, or, or made your request known just one time and God will listen already. He, he, you can command the blessings. No, we cannot do that. We can pray, yes. But after that, it's just up to God. The results are entirely up to God. And God who hears from on high, He knows what to do. He knows how to answer our prayers. And that, that, that He answers our prayer through that small cloud. Small cloud equals big miracles. At the seventh time, He said, Behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. A little cloud. All that the servant saw was just a little cloud like a man's hand. Now a little cloud in the midst of the vast open sea. I mean, it's nothing. It's hardly visible to the eye. But fortunately, the servant saw it. And says, all I saw is just a little cloud. A little cloud. But what is that? In the midst of a three and a half year drought. But it was the seventh time that he went up and he finally saw it. 
the seven times will come. Your seven times will come. A little cloud in a great big sky. To the servant, it's just a little cloud. But to Elijah, it is a great rainstorm that is coming. And that is enough. That is enough. And now, the nothing shall become something. Friends, many times, God answers our prayer in just a little way, a little cloud. And if we are not careful, we may miss that little cloud. And then we go away empty-handed and say, God, why don't you answer my prayer? But God has already answered. He has answered with His little cloud. Little ways that God answers our prayer. In fact, everything that God wants to do in our life starts small, so small that you may not even see it. Our church also started in a very small way. We couldn't see ourselves in the future. How many thousands will be blessed? And likewise also in your life. Sometimes you pray, you pray for your financial situation. You have been going through a drought, there has been a, a lag. And you pray, oh God, grant that my boss will grant me a big increment this year. And all you get is just 30 ringgit. And I say, what is this, Lord? I pray so hard. I pray seven times already. And all I get is just 30 ringgit increment. Not enough even to meet the inflation, inflation in the land. But I don't despise the 30 ringgit. It may turn into something big. You continue to be faithful in what you are doing. Perhaps you are praying for healing. God, heal me, heal me. And or you are expecting to just jump out and be healed instantly. But God did not, may not work that way. All you foresaw was just a little bit of improvement. Was there a pain? Yeah, it's still there, but I felt a, a, a bit better. It's not so severe already. Hey, that is the little cloud that God is sending across your way. You grab hold of it because the rainstorm is coming. The complete healing is coming. The financial breakthrough is coming. The healing of relationship is coming. Hallelujah. Don't despise that little cloud because... Small clouds will bring great miracles in your life. Great miracles are coming. You have to run in the power of the Holy Spirit. Run in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, in verse 45, Sure enough, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind. And now, there was a great rain. Before all this happened, Elijah knew it already. And for one, he had to just ride quickly into town before he was caught in that rainstorm where the dry desert sand will be turned into a muddy field. Something is about to happen, it's about to rain. And what does rain mean here? There was a great rain. Yes, there was a physical rain. You know, that, that, that waters the land. 
And rain, it means life, it means recovery, it means restoration, it means revival. Rain means the crops will begin to grow. Rain means you can go and fish again. Rain means there is a restoration of your livelihood and you will be able to make money again. Rain means the end of the drought season. Rain means the end of the nothingness in your life. And things have turned into something. And that's what happens when you have the Holy Spirit. When you have the rain of the Holy Spirit on you, friends, it does not just turn you into a tongue-speaking Pentecostal. And all you do is just speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. No. When the rain comes, you become very fruitful. Somebody say, Amen. What you do, you become very productive. You will see it in your life. That nothingness in your life will turn into something. Everything that you touch, it begins to flourish. Life is restored. There is energy, there's power in your life. There is creativity in your thinking, in your dealing with others. You will be one up the, above the rest. Because it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will be able to do things that you were never able to do before. It is not just confined into the, 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 the sanctuary of God. Rain, that rain, the power of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you, you will be, you will be able to run. Look at what happened here. Now this is, this is you know, uh, Bolts is not a faster runner on earth, all right? Elijah has set the record. Alright, he holds the record up to this day. He's the fastest runner on earth. And he ran for 15 miles, 15 to 20 miles from Carmel to Jezreel. And he outran even the chariots of Ahab. Can you just imagine a guy running faster than the horses? He outran the horses even. And when he reached Jezreel, he was waiting for Ahab. And when Ahab finally arrived, he said, What took you so long, king? That's what happens when we have the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to outrun anybody. You'll be able to have the power of God operating in your life in every area. You will not be tired. You will not be weary. But you shall rise up with wings of eagle. You shall fly. You shall run and not be weary. The power of the Holy Spirit will do all of that. And so, brothers and sisters, let's seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a song that says, what, dancing in the rain? Hey, this is running in the rain. You run in the rain under the power of the Holy Spirit and you will have something in your life. Something that is the result of the working of the Holy Spirit. Something that will bring life. Something that will glorify the Lord. Something that will indicate that it is the work of God and not of man. So today, turn your something, turn your nothing into something. In the place where they said there is nothing, shall come for something. Believe that in your life, in our church, something is happening. So brothers and sisters, 
Before you see it, you've got to hear it. And you can't have it until you say it. Keep on praying. Small cloud equals big miracles. And let us run in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there a drought in your life? Is there nothing that's happening in your life? Do you have anything to show in your life? Or is there nothing at all? Today, whatever your situations may be, you want the Lord to turn your nothing into something. You want the Lord to turn your lack into abundance. You are trusting the Lord for it. Today is the day. Is there a drought in your spiritual life? You have been a faithful Christian, but you know that you are dry spiritually. Only the rain of God can bring about that refreshing and that revival that you need in your life. Only the Holy Spirit can do it. Will you just seek the Lord and say, Rain of God, fall on me. Fall on me. Shall we stand together? If the Lord is speaking to you in this message, you want to turn your nothing into something, I'd like to invite you to come to the altar even as we leave our hearts unto the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to come saturate and fill us if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit as yet, you come out I would like to invite you to come out oh, you are going to, the Lord is going to touch you and fill you with the Holy Spirit, whatever it is come now, as we worship the Lord Hallelujah.